All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza and partnered with Big Cat Country. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. This is God. Corey. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Derek. Hey, what's up, guys? It's JK3. Still, uh, that was the last of it, man. My voice is going to be completely gone after this game. Yep. Yep, yep, for sure. So, 30 to 24 victory versus the uh the dirty dirty Seahawks. <laughs> so, I think it goes without saying that before we get into the game part of it, we definitely have to get into the last couple minutes. Um it got so dirty. I think there were people on Twitter saying that Seahawks fans were trying to run over Jaguars fans in the parking lot. <laughs> Did you see that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Hey, <laughs> hey we, we work with a Seahawks fan too, man. I'm going to watch my back next time I'm around them now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dirty. We found out their true uh, their true side. But although I think when we were talking beforehand, you said that they're uh, kind of the team maybe is kind of known for this. Yeah, yeah, they are. So um, it, it's. They're known for being very outspoken. You know, they got some guys on their team that, you know, definitely voice their opinion. But what they're also known for, which isn't that highly publicized, is, you know, when they lose to like a Patriots or Steelers, they accept it. But when they lose to other teams, you know, they did it to Atlanta last year, uh, a couple of years ago. And then to us, you know, and they've done it to other teams. They get mad. They try and swipe the ball, you know, you know, which is what started the whole fight. And, they, you know, they're just mad. You know, you, you get mad, man. You, you're losing. You lost. Just get over it. Accept it. Yeah, man. It's 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 just one of those things, man, where not – and it, it's the funny, funny thing about it is that we are beating teams and teams aren't ready to be beat by the Jaguars, if that makes any sense. They're, we're so used to being a punching bag and so used to – you know, teams just coming into Jacksonville and, or should I say Saxonville and, and destroying us, uh, going on the road and getting destroyed also. And so now the, the, the train's rolling full steam ahead and you're going to get a physical game and you're going to get physical opponents. And when your team loses, you're just not ready to lose to it. You're not ready to lose to the Jaguars. Uh, and, and that's, that's what's frustrating the most probably. Well, isn't it, uh, Derek, I think you said it was Michael Bennett who is the, by the way, man of the year candidate for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Wasn't he the one that had the press conference in the offseason talking trash? Yeah, he was. And first of all, he should be nominated for bum of the year. Okay. <laughs> Pulling that Bush, Bush League uh, crap. Um, Dirty player of the year. Y- you know, that's, uh, you know, the Walter Payton Award, that's a prestigious award. And just, uh, he, he's done. The NFL review that he's done. But, yeah, back in March, he, he sent out, uh, or he didn't send it out. He, he, uh, recorded a press conference or whatever, stating that m- most games in the league are decided by one point or less, unless you play in Jacksonville. That one's decided by 50. And then he followed up with a little laugh. <laughs> yeah, who's laughing now? Yeah. Okay. Who's laughing now? Well, after the game, uh, the reporter asked him what happened at the end. He said, I don't have to explain myself. So let's, let's go ahead and help him explain it. Uh, you tried to take out, what was it, Linder? You tried to take out his knees. So, uh, that's about as dirty as it can get. Um, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I mean, I just, it's, it blows my mind that a team that supposedly has such a veteran leadership and, and have been there before in the Super Bowl can pee their pants and throw a hissy fit like they did at the end of that game. I mean, it, it just goes back to it, man. You, you know, the, the schoolyard bully, you know, the kids finally fought back and, and, and now they want to try to, uh, you know, use that, like you said, that temper tantrum. Oh, we're the Seahawks. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. I mean, no, it was just a, it was just a terrible play, uh, terrible thing to even do. Just take, take your L. 
You see a team lined up in victory formation, respect it for what it was, take your L and, and just move on. You know, go to a different game. Go. You, you still got a lot of fight left. I mean, they still got, what, three games left in the season? Take your L and leave. That's it. So you got Michael Bennett t- trying to take out players' knees. Then we got this other guy, Richardson, who's throwing punches. So let's keep it, let's put it in perspective really quick. This guy, Richardson, got kicked out of the game because he started throwing punches. I wasn't able to see from my seat whether or not he was throwing punches at a guy with a helmet on, which still is largely the dumbest thing in the world. Um, but he's the guy that when he exited the uh, the stadium, and I didn't see that. I don't know, JK3, if you saw it, but I didn't see it until I saw the clips on Twitter afterwards where he actually started climbing up into the stands, Ron Artest style. Uh, you know, back, what was that game back? The Detroit Pacers or something <laughs> back in the yeah. 2004 Four, or something yeah. like that? Yeah, we're all at it, the palace, man. Yeah, yeah, malice at the palace. I think is the yeah. is one of the nicknames for it. Um, that's insane. First of all, I don't actually believe that guy's going to climb into the stands, but uh, but I, I just that blows my mind. I don't, I don't think I've ever. Uh, I don't know. It's it's crazy. And now you got people. Who was it, uh, Derek? You said was recording video saying uh, you know, bad mouthing Jacksonville. Oh, it's, like it's Stephen A. You know, yeah, Stephen A. Just you know, he going Facebook Live talking. About he gonna talk about it tomorrow. Stephen A. Smith. Um, no, but that dude was ready to climb into the stands, man. He was ready. And you know what? It's, do you blame him, really? What would you do if you were in his position? Yeah, I, I agree. You know? I agree. Yeah, you, you blame, but at the same time, hey, Jags fans, look, they already mad. They already butthurt. They already upset. We don't need to do that now. Yeah. You, I mean, come on. We don't need to do that. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man, but it, it's just... One of those things where you just gotta, you just gotta learn how to win with class, man. And it's just one of those things where, at the end of the day, dude's got a family that he's worried about and everything. Granted, yeah, he got kicked out of the game, but you throw a a bottle and miraculously that bottle, you know, hits him in the eye or hits him in the face or something like that, man. It's just no call for just throwing anything at somebody onto the field, man. It's just a, that's just such a classless thing to do. But, you know, nevertheless, his emotions probably got him. Uh, I, he's way too, he was pretty big. So I don't think he was going to actually make it into the stands from climbing. <laughs> that way. Right. But you know, that, that at the end of the right. day, man, it's just one of those things where you just gotta, you just gotta be a better fan base than, than throwing stuff on the field. That, that was a little crappy. Yeah. That image of him, uh, the one that was circulating on social media where he's like right up there. That's just crazy. I don't know. Um, Tell me a little bit about what I read afterwards that every time Russell Wilson would throw an interception or uh, you know a negative play would happen, they'd play songs by uh, a rapper named Future. Yeah, man. You know, Russell Wilson's married to Future's, uh, Future's baby mama, you know. So um, Future, you know, he, he does his thing, does silly stuff. But every every team that Seattle plays on the road, man, they play future. Oh man, last year in the playoffs, dude, he was a, like a special guest of Arthur Blank. Okay, <laughs> the owner of the Falcons. I mean, <laughs> future was. I mean, come on. So hey, Russell Wilson, you know he he tries to block it out. You know he's got his headphones on pregame or whatnot, and you know he's trying to be in the zone during the game. But you know good and well. Like JK3 said earlier before we start recording, he has to hear that. Yeah. He, he has to hear he's gotta There's hear no it. way. He's got to hear it, man. And shout out to whoever was running, whoever had the ox cord today for the Jaguars. <laughs> they were they were killing it today. Uh, whoever that person is, yo, uh, 
you know, you're you're a man of the people now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have knew or known the uh, context of it prior, and it probably would have been a lot funnier for me. But yeah, that that's really uh, high high profile trolling right there. I like that. Um, so some of the highlights from the game, I know that we were really excited about. First of all, Jalen Ramsey and AJ Boye uh, had a field day as far as interceptions go. But I do want to ask you guys. The, I mean, we had the interceptions, and they were on. I think deep passes, if I can recall. But why is it that the deep touchdown passes that that Russell Wilson kept throwing, how, how did those keep happening? I mean, it just seemed like he would just launch it up there and a guy would be wide open or would break away and there's nobody back there to help him out. Busted coverages. Busted coverages in the zone. Um, for whatever reason, and it's been like this all season when we've given up a big play on the pass. You know, they like calling these zones to switch it up, which it's fine. You can't run the same thing all the time, but they keep getting, you know, broke, you know, just whatever. They, they, they just don't work. So, um, I think it was Barry Church this time. And, you know, usually he's, you know, he's solid, man, but, uh, but hey, it, it, it's Russell Wilson, as much as you make fun of him, the dude's a pro bowler and a Super Bowl winner for a reason. They weren't going to go down quietly. Yeah, we had a two-touchdown lead, and yeah, Jalen Ramsey's right. We should have blown them out. But everybody who pays attention to the NFL knows, regardless if the busted coverages, blown coverages or not, Seattle wasn't going to go away without a fight, physically and on the field. So, Yeah, I mean, man, the thing about Russell Wilson is that he's such a creator with his legs. It's just not even funny, man. Like, there was this one play, I, I forget what, what – uh, which long bomb it was, but he stepped up in the pocket and literally stepped in between Calais Campbell and Ngakwe through like a, the smallest hole. And then he's got the awareness and the arm strength to get the ball down the field in a matter of literally a millisecond. It's just unreal. And I was telling, you know, I was telling my wife, we were watching, I was like, this is crazy to see him be able to find these, you know, these spaces and these laps. And then his receivers are just running get open routes. Like literally they're just running and the offensive line automatically knows. And wait, really quick. There were so many holding penalties that the refs missed. It wasn't Ooh, even fun. Oh yeah. Oh, so God. many holding penalties. Hey, hey, so remember many. how on the scoreboard, they would like freeze frame it so that the fans could see it each time it would happen on those plays. You saw that? Dude, he was getting, I mean, Ngakwe, Calais, Smoot, everybody was getting held I mean, and it was just blatant, just terrible holes. But I mean, that's just that's another story. But man, the the routes that the the defenders have to cover when you're playing the Seahawks are almost damn near impossible because either you're covering this dude, he's running like an out go out post slant comeback route, and then if you cover it, Russell Wilson is taking off running past you automatically. So I mean, he and he's quick too. So it was just. Pretty frustrating def- or pretty frustrating day probably for the defensive line in the corners, but hey man, we got three picks out of it. That's all that matters. You know, I uh Cor when we recorded uh with Ryan uh earlier in the week, where last week we talked about I talked about the uh the particular formation that the Seahawks run. Two tight end, two wide receiver sets. Did you notice that was the first touchdown pass they threw? Right. It had a it had a corner route or like it was a uh I think it was either a corner route or a drag route. I think it was a drag route with a backside post on it. And uh it was a drag with Doug Baldwin. 
And then they had a post with the tight end on the backside. So basically, you know, the, the safety had to choose which one. If you go back and rewind that play, they got two receivers to the left, a tight end on each side, and a running back. They faked it to the running back, and they moved Russell Wilson out. And all he had to do was whatever, whatever, wherever the safety went, wherever, I forget it was Church or Gibson, if he went one way, you go the other way. And if you look at that play, both guys were open. They were wide open. In, in Seattle, that was their bread. Anytime it was like second and long, they went to that formation constantly. And the Jags tried to go nickel in three defensive backs. And, you know, um, it got to the point where Jalen was just following, uh, Jalen Ramsey was just following Doug Baldwin around when, when they went man. So it, it's a, it, it's a stopping Russell Wilson. That's what I was talking about. It's not just going to be him with his feet. Yeah. We know he's electric and he's got the arm strength, but they were smart with it. They just, for whatever reason, thought they could throw to Ramsey and Boye one on one. That's, that's what really hurt them in the end. I guess what I'm worried about is it is did they find something to exploit on our defense that other teams could take advantage of no. later on in the playoffs, like the Patriots no. or somebody like that? Because those plays only work when you have a quarterback that can move like he can. So, and I don't think there's any. I mean, Mariota could, but Mariota doesn't have the arm strength that. Uh, yeah, another thing I thought was fun at the game is how they had the Titans Cardinals game up on the red zone screen. Uh, and so everybody, like during the breaks, everybody would have their attention back to the, to the little monitors. They have two, I think, in the entire stadium where they play NFL red zone. And, uh, and then they flash the final score where the uh, Cardinals go Cardinals. I don't have any hate towards you guys anymore. Good job. Good job, Gabbard. I, did he start that game? Is Gabbard still yeah. starting? Yeah. Yeah. Started, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Good job, Gabbard. We love you. Um, so the Titans went down. We have sole possession of first place now, which is uh, pretty exciting. Uh, but JK3, talk about the D line in that game. Man, uh, they were just, they, they were just everywhere. It was so good to see them get that pressure and, uh, kind of enclose Russell Wilson in that, in that, in that pocket. And one thing that I really liked was that they kind of let him do his thing. Like, um, that little rollout that he does where he rolls out to the opposite hand that he throws with. And then the pursuit, uh, a lot of the times they were sending the guys up the middle to, to kind of close out the pocket whenever he was trying to, uh, whenever he would run up the middle. So there was already someone there, like kind of like a spy, but it was really good to see, uh, Ngakwe get a couple sacks. Calais got another sack. Um, and I found out today that Calais Campbell, um, and shout out to my boy, uh, Nate Coughlin. He told me that Calais Campbell has sacked Russell Wilson more than any other player in the league right now. So, wow, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So, um, it, it was, that was really, really good. I was thinking about it. I was like, wow, well, he has played. You know the Cardinals a, a couple of times, and Calais has been you know with the Cardinals for quite some time. So it was it was really good to see that. But also, man, I just absolutely love the motor uh, from Ngakwe. Man, he's just just unbelievable, unbelievable motor, man. And then uh, Malik had a couple sacks too. So it was, or I think he had one sack. Excuse me. So it was really good to see that pressure. And most importantly, it was really frustrating to see the D line like get there. And like slightly miss him or get a thumb on him. But when we really needed the sack or when we really needed the stop or the pressure, besides the refs screwing us, um, we were able to get it when we needed it. And, and that's what's that's what's so entertaining about this team, being able to to get a stop and then just know that, okay, put the defense on the field because we know that we're going to get a stop when we need it. Speaking of uh, Calais Campbell, he said uh, quarterback Blake Bortles looks like Tom Brady these last couple games. So I don't know if I'd go that. I don't know. I don't know if I go that high with the praise, but hey, that's he's looking pretty good now, right? Hey. M 
MVP of the game. MVP of the game. That was probably you know? that was probably Blake's There's best been game. A lot of people that have been critical of him, including us. I'm gonna take credit for it. You know, I said some critical things. You know, like what the heck, man? I don't know what he's doing. If he's got some coaching, if he's you know doing some Tai Chi, you know, I don't know what it is, but he needs to keep doing it because it's not just the fact that oh he's um, throwing the ball, you know, you know for a lot of yards. Look at his confidence in the pocket. He's calm. He doesn't look like he's panicking. Does D.D. Westbrook have something to do with that? A little bit, yeah. And then when this pressure's coming, you notice he's not taking off or running or panicking. He stepped up. How many times did he step up when Seattle thought they had him and then he threw the ball down the field for a first down? I saw it at least five times. Dude, that ball that he threw to Keelan Cole... Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That <laughs> yeah. that was one right there. Bennett came around the corner. Bennett came crashing hard, and all Bortles did. He moved up like two steps, went to the left, and then threw it. And by the time the safety turned around, Earl Thomas is already running backwards. Like what the heck? He's on the other side, and 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 Keelan Cole, you know, caught it in stride. It's something to say when a quarterback throws a deep ball and you throw it and complete it. For a touchdown, but it's another thing when he throws a deep ball and a wide receiver doesn't have to stop running or slow down running. It hits him straight in stride. But how, stride, yeah. how many times as like a Jags fan, and this is just like a universal question for everybody listening, have you just been, you know, wanting them to come out on first down? It's like, all right, take a shot here. And then to actually get them to take a shot, and not only do they take the shot, but they hit a home run off of it. It's just just nuts, man. Just unbelievable. Um, that ball, this is literally Last week when he threw that ball in between double coverage and he dropped it right in the bucket between Keelan Cole. All right, it, mm-hmm. Blake, that was probably your best throws you've ever thrown today. Uh, to, today's game was probably the most complete Bortles that this franchise or anyone's ever seen. I mean, he played with poise. He played with accuracy. Um, zero sacks. That, mm-hmm. that's, that's huge. Zero sacks, zero picks. Um, I mean, he continued his streak of throwing in, I think, did he throw a touchdown uh, in the red zone? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, we're, yeah. They were in the red zone. Was that on the uh, Westbrook? Yeah, was that? A, was yeah, that a, they were like on the eighteen. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if they were on the. I didn't know if they were like on the twenty-two or, or where they were, but I knew that it was like right in there with that broken coverage right there. And it's just, man, he he's got some young weapons. But I tell you what, and this is probably really too early to be talking about it, and I don't want to jinx it, but. If the way that he continues to play, if this kid takes them through the playoffs, the Jazz got a serious QB problem on their hand next year because they can't deny him. You can't like go off what he did like the last two years and his interceptions. What he, I mean, everything that we wanted him to do, he's done. We wanted to be a game manager. We wanted him to cut down the interceptions. We wanted him to actually throw the damn ball, and he's actually been doing it. So uh, just signs or just thinking a little bit forward, if he continues at this level and what he's playing right now. Yeah, they, they got some QB issues on their on their hands. They and not gonna be able to just you know cut them loose. Yeah, and he's doing it without his number one receiver, a running back who's uh, pretty banged up. And and again, it's an important game. It's not like in the years past where he'd have good games and it was in garbage time where it didn't matter. I mean, he did it against the Seahawks uh, when it mattered the most. So that's that's definitely uh, it's been a turning point in his career for sure. But let's, let's talk about D.D. Westbrook, by the way, man. That guy was a steal. That one catch, you know how we talked about a couple uh, episodes ago about how he has that that way of like creating separation and getting getting away from guys. Man, that guy is just insane. Yeah, man. He's uh and just to piggyback off what you said too, he's doing it without Hearns and he's doing it without A Rob. 
So his main oh, yeah, his yeah. main two targets, uh, I mean, Marquise Lee was, had over the last two uh, two seasons was was banged up, healthy here and there, a scratch here, a scratch there. But I mean, now that he's got Keelan Cole and D.D. Westbrook right now, man, it's just it, it's crazy. I, I just, I'm just I just don't have any words for it. You can't um, you can't teach what that guy has. You can't teach what D.D. Westbrook has. You either have it or you don't. Same thing with Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole went to a Division II school, uh, Kentucky Wesleyan. I think that's right. It, it doesn't matter. You can't teach what they have. And when you have two guys, rookies at that, playing on that kind of level against, you know, that kind of caliber, you know, and, and, and you know, some Seattle fans, well, Sherman, Chancellor, Wagner, yeah, 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 blah, blah. Hey, Telvin didn't play for us today. Right. He's yeah. our leading tackler. You can play that game with any team. You know? Yeah. Okay. Injuries. It's what, unfortunately, they happen in this league. Um, but hats off to them, man. Hats off to them. Hats off to the offense. Hats off to the offensive line. If they continue to play like this, Ryan Clark said after the game on ESPN, he said, if they continue to play like this, they are going to be extremely, not just somewhat difficult, extremely tough to beat. Because if they're throwing the ball now, it's basically like pick your poison. You notice that the running lanes were opening up later in the game for Fournette? Oh, yeah. Because Seattle yeah. had to get back. Get they chunks of yards. There. Yeah, Earl Thomas was 20 yards back. Because he knew, they're like, look, we can't just play Fournette. When you're like that, it's... you can. They can beat anybody. They've already beaten the Steelers, Okay. There's only one other AFC team that's that's there, and I ain't gonna say their name because you just you, you you don't you don't talk about them until you play them. But you know we beaten the Steelers, so we should be we should be able to go up against the best. Well, I, I think too this game also. I mean, granted Seattle's on a on a down year, eight and five now, but it it puts your name up there with those with those teams that can win any given Sunday. It puts your names with those teams that you know you for sure not gonna mark that as a W on your calendar whenever the schedule comes out. You know now you've got that recognition and you got that accountability about yourself that when you play this team, you're gonna get 60 minutes of guys trying to knock your head off. Uh, just like Jimmy Graham got destroyed by uh, I think it was either Gibson or I think it was Church uh, across Church. the middle. Yeah, Church like just destroyed him. And you, where has that been? You know, where has that moxie been about a team that, okay, you're going to come across the middle. Well, we're going to go head hunting and you, you know, keep your head on the swivel when you play us. Uh, and the same thing too, man, when they, the, whenever they, um, whenever they all get to the quarterback together, they're all celebrating together on the defense. Whenever, you know, Marquise Lee or, uh, DD Westbrook or someone catches or Fournette, you know, runs for a first down, they're all around each other, hyping each other up. And it's just great to see. Mm-hmm. They had the one play. Uh, there were or two separate plays where Paws and Jalen caught somebody on the side trying to come around to the, the edge. And Jalen got the first one and Paws got the second one. So let's take those are two guys with two separate personalities. You know, they, they, they're complete opposite ends of the spectrum. But when they hit somebody, look at them. They're sitting there like, you know, just celebrating and, and getting it together. If you can take that type of mentality and then you have Bortles who's playing well right now and they actually start to respect him in the locker room and play harder, I don't think this is the best football we've seen from them. 
if Bortles continues to play this way. And that's kind of, that's not the bet. You know, they beat Seattle. They turned the ball over one time off of a lucky fumble, you know, helmet that arm hit on Corey Grant. That's not the best football? No, it's not, man. It's not. Because you're going to see, if they're saying, oh, Bortles is going to do this, all right, we're going to play harder. We're going we're gonna to get him more opportunities if he's going to start playing like this. Yeah, that's true, actually. We did have a couple uh, stupid mistakes. And, uh, and again, we have Telvin Smith coming back, too. So, yeah, this wasn't even at us at our best either. So uh, we'll have to see uh, what, you know how that plays out because we have Houston next at home. And I think you said Tom Savage is essentially, uh, you know, he's probably going to be out at this point with the. There's no way he is out of concussion protocol by the time. (laughs) No way. And even if he is, so what? You know, right. (laughs) If it was was Deshaun Watson, I'd be like, oh, man, here we go. But no. Um, Um, Thoughts on uh, Leonard Fournette's touchdown celebration? And they, the offensive line mixed it up. One guy thought he was playing kickball. The other one thought they were yeah. balling. Yeah. <laughs> it sucked. It was ruined. I was uh, I was really disappointed because I, I thought it was supposed to be bowling based on what how he kind of yeah. – I mean, it was bowling, right? They were all supposed to fall down, Yeah, right? yeah, they were all supposed yeah. to fall yeah. down. Yeah. yeah, but the one guy tried to kick it. Um, <laughs> one one it, thing that I saw too that was really that, – that I've noticed is that the special teams, like when we punt the ball – there has been an increase of us getting down and like actually being able to corral the punt returner. And I think it's because of the, the threat of the fake punts and the, the fake mm-hmm. things that we can do. Like teams have always oh, yeah. got to like stay in and you got to keep a guy, a couple guys back. Yeah. And not those blockers back there to, to set up a, a return. And then the, um, <laughs> that, that happened today. <laughs> Three players back. Yeah. <laughs> and then today there was the, uh, what, what was the reverse? Was that, that reverse was on, uh, not the reverse, that, that backwards lateral that we did on the kickoff. Yeah. Was that a kickoff or yeah, a punt return? It was a punt return. Yeah. The punt return to, to try to get Mickens in some open field, which almost worked. So like Jody Camillus and the special teams are just, I mean, that's probably the most improved unit of this team. Yeah. Three you kn- legged stool, man. Well, you know it's a legitimate threat to happen every single time when us as fans are waiting for every single punt to be a fake. Because, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know how you felt about it, but every time we were on special teams, I was waiting for it to be a fake, no matter what it was. A fake, like an onside kick or a fake punt or something weird. And then what was, why were they doing the squib kick so much in the game, by the way? Bro, did you see Lockett? That dude has got some... Yeah. Some wheels on him. That guy can fly, man. Like, couple- is that the is that the best strategy though? I mean, giving them that field position like that. Well, you don't want him to get going at max speed. Is what they're trying to do. Because if he if he turns a corner at max speed, I mean, the only guy we probably have on the team that's going to catch him is Corey Grant. Yeah, yeah. So that dude Lockett well, is hey. so fast, man. Hey, what about Lambo, guys? Oh man, the lost the lost forgotten guy. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's awesome. Hey, I googled Jason Meyer during the game just to make sure that he's still an NFL free agent or still a free agent. He shouldn't be in the league. Um, but Lambo, man, what what did he, what did he go today? Uh, three, three for, for three, three on PATs and uh, field goals. And one field goal was fifty. What was it? Fifty some yards, right? Fifty one. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So I mean, it's see. It seems like trivial to be talking about a kicker, but that is actually a huge pickup for us. I mean, it's huge. I mean, it, it, it guarantee. I mean, it doesn't guarantee, but it gives you um, 
a, a very high percentage to go ahead and take the points and, and get those three points. Like how many times whenever, you know, Myers roll out to the field, we're like, all right, uh, what's going we don't, we don't know. Now we feel a little bit more, I feel a little bit more comfortable with, with Lambeau trotting onto the field, you know, anywhere from, from 20, 20 to, to 40 yards. I feel really comfortable with it. Uh, 45 and beyond, that's a toss up because that's a really long ass way to kick a ball, you know, 45 to, to 50 yards. So, so I mean, <laughs> that, that's just what it is. This is a long way to kick a ball. So, uh, but man, it, it's just been good. They, they've been on, like Derek said, Three-legged stool. Offense is clicking. Defense is clicking. Special teams is clicking right now. It, it, it's man, it, it, it's scary. It's scary to see this team rolling. But the really good thing about it too is that we got that loss out of the way. Hopefully, this team can get hot before the playoffs. Like this, this game against Seattle. We got Houston coming up. We got the 49ers, uh, the Mayonnaise team again at the end of the uh, at the end of the season. So hopefully they can get hot before the playoffs roll. And, man, that would just be fun to see. All I know is right now, just to kind of wrap up, Seattle fans on Twitter, they are very angry. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have looked at it. They are so – and not just angry, just like viciously angry. They're not they used to losing to the Jaguars, man. They're not, they're not used to it. Like they think this is embarrassing to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Some team, some people like see the Jaguars on their schedule and they're like, yeah, that should be a, a, a way game we go to. One, it's cheap to fly into Jacksonville. Two, it's cheap to get a hotel room in Jacksonville. And now it's like, well, we know our team was probably going to win against Jacksonville. Who would want to go on a road to a risky ass game to see their team may or may not win a game, you know? Yeah. We even gave them home field uh, weather to, to help them out, and they still couldn't pull it off. So Seattle, uh, it's tough. I mean, I know you guys aren't used to this, but uh, sorry, guys. I mean, you'll uh, it'll you'll get over it. You guys got the next game to look forward to. Bro, it was cold today. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and they have and they have a problem too. You know, Seattle. You know, they're they're still a game. They're only a game back at the Rams. Um, but. There are teams in the uh, NFC that are surging, like you, you know Dallas is starting to figure it out without Zeke. Green Bay, they better people better pray Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back next week. Okay, <laughs> uh, I don't know if y'all Carolina, they've been you know Carolina went from stumbling to now they're rumbling, they're beating up on people. So and Atlanta beat New Orleans, so they could be very well on the outside looking in if they don't win their division. So this was this was tough for them, you know. People, you know, you talk about why they, you know, you know they're sore losers. That's why they reacted. But another reason why, because they know they're in some trouble. That's why. So for not making the playoffs with an eight and five record. Yeah, tough for you guys. I, I really feel bad for them. Uh, I don't know. They just seem very. They seem they seem very upset. <laughs> well, you know what? They can go. They can go drink their Starbucks. You know, their 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 uh, good coffee that they have up there, and you know that, and, and take that L. That's just gonna have to do it. He's just gonna have to take it. Take that L. Uh, so they uh, they they play the Rams next week. It's another. That'll L. be interesting. Another L. We have to hold. Yeah. <laughs> and then they play the Cowboys on Christmas Eve, and the Cowboys are trying to get into the playoffs. And then they finish up with the Cardinals. So they they uh see they they know that you know the Rams could very well be an L because they're just they they're very good. We know we played them. They they they're coached very well. So if they lose to the Rams, they were thinking, yeah, we lose to the Rams, but then, you know, we'll still beat up on the Jags before that. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, well, things don't always go the way you plan. 
<laughs> right. Long plane ride back. Yep, that's what a re- really long. Yeah, I mean, yeah. right? It's from like seven or eight hours, isn't it? Yeah, from one corner of the country to the other. I mean, that sucks. Hopefully, the uh, stewardess doesn't spill anything on any of those. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 uh, or someone like gets their headphone jack knocked out and it's future playing next to Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> the Jags' official Twitter account uh, put the final score up, and the caption with the score was "Gotta rep the set." Which apparently is future lyrics. Yeah. So they're really all in on the trolling. <laughs> Can you, you see that? Say it one more time. It's like a. It's like literally the the screenshot of uh, like the final score, and it says "Gotta rep the set." <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> um, that doesn't mean anything bad, does it? Gotta no. rep the set. No. All right. Good. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're saying you're singing the edited version of that song, so it's okay. Okay, good, good. That's that's good to hear. Uh, we will actually be back uh, about midweek. Uh, we have a, a guest, uh, special guest, rejoining us from a little while back, which we're excited about. And I'm not going to advertise it because uh, in the past that's been a bad thing because you never know because of rescheduling or anything. So, um, but yeah, we'll be back later in the week to kind of wrap up thoughts on this game as well as look forward to the last home regular season game of the season against the Houston Texans. But yeah, no, man, hey, great W. We'll take it and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust. So I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.